0: Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet-set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reverse PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tecla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I'm excited to report that the holiday season is officially upon us. Whether you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or another holiday, it is truly a magical time. And this time is so special because of the people we usually spend it with. It's a season where we spend a lot of time with family and also that helps to remind us how grateful we are for those people that are closest to us in our lives. We also tend to look inward at this time and think about the things we have and the things we don't have moving into the new year. And sometimes that thinking also involves people that are no longer in our lives. So. That's where your train of thought is going lately. Don't worry. It's completely normal. We all do it. It is a time of reflection overall. And with that, every week I like to start the episode with something I'm grateful for in my life. And this week, that is a particular friendship I have. It is truly rare to find someone that accepts you at your best and at your worst. And for me, that has been my best friend, C. I've spoken about her before in the podcast, and I thought it was important to share that our friendship has looked very different over the years. It started when we were in high school, and we did everything together. And after doing everything together at school, we would come home and talk for hours on the phone about everything that happened that day. The classes that we weren't in together, the bus ride on the way home, all of it. When I moved to the U.S., we would still talk a couple of times a week. And even though we weren't seeing each other in person, we were very much a part of each other's lives. This year has been the hardest year of my life, and she has been there for me every single step of the way. I think there was always some trepidation about returning to Australia and seeing how our friendship had evolved over the years and what it was going to become now that I was home. We have been long-distance friends for over a decade, and I am so excited and honored and privileged to say that we have picked up right where we left off. Studies show that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And since returning home, I am proud to say that if I inherit any traits from C or her soon-to-be husband, both of whom I spend a lot of time with, Then I'd become a better person. I'm very privileged to be in both of their lives. So, as you're navigating this holiday season, think about the people that have been there for you at your best and at your worst. Those are the people you want to invest in in the future because they allow you the space to make mistakes. They want you to grow, they want you to become the best version of yourself. There's no ulterior motive, there's no jealousy. It's just lifting each other up and encouraging each other to show up in the best way possible. Before I get into today's topic, I also wanted to give you a brief reminder about the waitlist for Heal From Within. As I talked a little bit about last week, after a full year of running this podcast and seeing so many of you resonate with the content, I realized how many people are looking for support and guidance when it comes to recovering from illness and disease. Believing you can get better is the most important part in recovery from any illness, yet so many of us are diagnosed with lifelong conditions. Recovery isn't just about the external work, seeing your doctor, taking your meds, making sure you're eating and sleeping and hydrating. What so many of us overlook is that it starts from within. How are you ever expected to gain freedom from illness if you don't actually believe healing is possible? That's why I decided to put together a program to teach you everything I've learned when overcoming my own chronic illness diagnoses, including dissolving limiting beliefs that we've all been conditioned to accept as truth. For more information on that, all you have to do is just join the wait list. Doors officially open on December 14, but there are only 10 to 15 spots in this first round available. So if you want early access, you need to be on the wait list. So head to the show notes to sign up there. It's really easy. It will take you a couple of seconds. Okay, let's get into today's topic. Today, I wanted to talk about the all or nothing mentality. This topic is very timely because we have New Year's Eve approaching rapidly. And with that comes New Year's resolutions and goals. We did a Year's Resolution episode last year, which is crazy to say last year, and I didn't want to repeat that, but I thought it was really important to talk about this, especially at this time of year. When we set a goal, any goal really, especially a resolution, we tend to go from 0 to 100 overnight. And as a result, most people give up on their goals by February. And that's science. That's research that's been done. And as I was reflecting on this. I realize that it's because we fall into this trap of all-or-nothing thinking, which is rooted in perfectionism. The internal dialogue we have is loud and it's intrusive. Say we've decided we want to focus on more balanced, healthy eating. If one or two days during that first or second week we go out to eat and we choose something delicious off the menu, and then in our mind it doesn't align with our resolution or our goal, We can easily fall into this trap of saying, I've ruined everything, so I may as well just keep going and start new tomorrow. The problem with that is that you haven't ruined everything. We work in the 80 20, remember? 80% of the time, we want to be living in alignment with our long term goals, and 20% of the time is left for spontaneity and adventure. Another issue I have with that is I feel like once we start over and it's tomorrow. If that happens again and we feel like we've given up, we've failed, we've ruined it, we're less likely to then start over again. Does that make sense? So once you've started over once, you're less likely to start over again. You have less motivation and you feel like it's unachievable and unattainable. The reason I want to talk about this today is because I just had a session with my therapist in rapid resolution therapy which I've talked about at length, and my therapist said something that just landed. I feel like I've heard this a variety of different ways, but it didn't actually sink in until a week ago, and I have been thinking about it ever since. The way he explained it to me was with a story, and I'm going to share that with you. Bear with me, okay? There are two men running a marathon, and they're in the lead, and they're out front of everyone else, and they're running together. They are about halfway through, and suddenly, one of them trips and falls. He's disoriented. The other runner keeps going, running past him. He's just assuming that this guy's going to get up and start running again. It turns out that the runner that fell had a shoelace untied, and that tripped him. So as he recovers, he gets himself up, ties his shoelaces up, and then he turns around and starts running the opposite direction. Back toward the start line instead of the finish line. The other runner is glancing back, kind of watching over his shoulder, assuming this guy's just going to catch right back up to him. But when he sees him running the other way, he starts screaming, what the hell are you doing? Where are you going? And the guy that has fallen says, well, I tripped, so now I need to go back to the start. You're probably already seeing where I'm going with this scenario. It seems insane, right? Nobody in their right mind is falling midway through a marathon, 20 kilometers in, 13 miles, and then saying, that sucks. I'm going to turn around and start it all over again. You definitely don't do that. You take a couple of seconds, you tie up your shoelaces, and you pick right back up where you left off. I hope this story resonated with you as much as it did with me, because for the first time in my life, I understood how crazy this all-or-nothing mentality is, and also how easily we can get sucked into that trap. And every day since, if I feel myself falling into that black-or-white thinking or or all-or-nothing mentality, I remind myself of the runner and the marathon. You've already made so much progress, and there is no need to think in any part of your mind that it's all ruined, or it's wasted, or you need to start again. You just need to picture yourself as the runner, you've tripped, and you're just going to tie your shoes and get back up. Just keep saying that to yourself. You need to tie your shoes, get back up. You don't need to start over. As I reflected on this and the past few years of my life, I realized how scary and dangerous it is to think that I might have stopped when I hit a roadblock or had to step back or fell off the wagon. And I don't want that for you. I kind of have this love-hate relationship with New Year's resolutions because I feel like the initial intention behind them is very positive. It's very good. But at the same time, when people give them up, they also fall into this trap of thinking they're not the type of person that could ever get that done. This problem with New Year's resolutions is kind of twofold in my mind. We have the all-or-nothing mentality that we just talked about, and the second part is that we have this work that needs to be done at the identity level. And what I mean by that is sometimes we start thinking, I'm not the type of person that can do that. And that is coming from the ego. And it is one of the most paralyzing mindsets and thoughts to have when it comes to personal growth. If someone had told me three years ago that I would be interested and actively involved in spirituality and mindset and healing or even that I had a podcast, I would have lofted them out of the room. I was absolutely not that type of person a few years ago. A few years ago, I thought I was invincible in mind and body. I thought I could just put everything away into a neat little box and tuck it away and all of that trauma of my past would never affect me again. Well, we all know that was a mistake, but the point is, If you don't start showing up as the type of person you want to be in the future, you'll never get there and you'll never know what could have been. As I reflect on the type of person I want to be, I think about how future me is somebody that helps people every day, that shares knowledge and wisdom, that makes a difference in the world, that prioritizes herself, her own happiness, that is successful and driven and passionate and excited to get out of bed every day. She's doing something she loves. But when I think about that future version of me, she didn't just start there. She didn't just wake up one day, run her own business, be able to work 10 hours a week, commit all this time to her hobbies and passions. No, you don't just wake up like that. She went through a lot of shit to get where she is today. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for sure. And it wasn't always perfect. But one thing I know for sure about future me is that she never got out of bed and thought, I'm not the type of person that can't do that because she did it. And if you don't do it, you'll never become that future version of yourself. You're the type of person that can do anything. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If it's desired by you, it's destined for you. Do you remember when we talked about quantum leaping and quantum jumping and the concept of several timelines? There is a version of you out there that is living the life of your dreams right now. Remember, we live in a world of infinite possibilities where all outcomes are at this very moment happening. If you're lost by that little lost segue, go back and listen to the episode. I think it was season one or maybe at the right at the beginning of season two. It's called quantum leaping, quantum jumping, or something like that, and it's all grounded in science. The point is, you get to decide what type of person you are and how you show up, and that identity is shaped over time. And maybe right now, you're the type of person that is growing and changing. We don't need to make a resolution and then suddenly wake up and have to live and breathe that person we desire to be in the future, because that's not realistic. We don't know how to be them yet. We definitely want to embody those traits, though, and try them on and test them out and see how it goes. But we don't have to live that life 100% perfectly right now. Right now, all you have to think about is how they would make decisions, how they would approach life, the attitude they have when they wake up, how they overcome hurdles and obstacles. And don't be surprised if you're not that type of person overnight. It's going to take some time. The point is, I don't want you to get too wrapped up in setting goals and trying to achieve them perfectly, whether it's a New Year's resolution or not. You're going to have hurdles, you're going to have setbacks, and your days aren't going to go perfectly. You're not going to be able to wake up at 5 a.m. and meditate and go to the gym and have your green juice all in that perfect order every single day of the week. But it doesn't mean all of that doesn't matter. All that work. It's all cumulative. It's all incremental. And those slow, small changes over time add up exponentially. So how does this all relate to the law of attraction? Well, you're manifesting all the time, whether you like to believe that or not. And I think it's funny when people say, I decided to manifest today because it's happening all the time at a subconscious level. While we can be more intentional about what we want to manifest, you don't just stop manifesting. So when you're setting these goals and resolutions and moving into the new year, if you start to see this black and white all or nothing thinking creep in, or you start to think, I'm not the type of person that can do that, that's a sign to the universe that you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in your worth, and you're not willing to do the work to align with change. You need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, because that's where growth happens. The universe is always listening. Your thoughts become beliefs, and those beliefs become reality. And that's why it's so important to align with the energy of change, the energy of growth, the energy of personal development, but in a way that's actually sustainable and in a way that supports you so you don't start to self-sabotage and start telling lies about the type of person you are. I want you to set those goals because that's important. Getting your values and priorities straight is the number one step because then you can live in alignment with those. But don't give up and think everything's ruined and everything's wasted if you have an off day. Things don't go perfectly because life happens. And you need to start being more aware and careful of the way you talk to yourself. And we've talked about this before. You start to manifest easily when you start to embody the energy of self love, gratitude, happiness, and joy. And if you're telling yourself these lies about the type of person you are, and about the progress you've made, that's not the energy we're looking for, friends. So what do I want you to work on this week? Definitely take some time to set some intentions and goals for the new year, but try not to be as prescriptive as you'd like. For example, if your goal is to increase movement and activity, instead of saying, I need to be at the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, maybe change that to, I would like to participate in movement two to three times a week. If your goal is to see improvement in your health, maybe you don't say, my blood test needs to be this, or my doctor needs to say this exact specific thing, because if that doesn't manifest perfectly, you're likely to feel some sort of failure and just give up. You're looking to set goals like, I want to see more energy and vitality in the morning. I want to be able to complete some form of movement or activity without pain. You see what I mean? We just want to be a little bit more flexible and a little bit more realistic about the intentions we're setting for ourselves coming into the new year. We want to make it a bit easier on ourselves so we avoid falling into that all-or-nothing mindset, that black-and-white thinking that is so hurtful and damaging. Also, why would the universe align to bring you the things you want if you've already given up on yourself? Isn't that a sign that the universe should give up on you too? You got to start thinking about these things because the energy you're putting out into the world is 100% subconscious most of the time. But what we need to start to do is we need to bring that into your conscious awareness because you can't change something if you don't know what's happening. We need to adjust our thoughts and patterns and start changing in a way that's going to benefit our growth. So how does this all show up in my life? Well, I know all-or-nothing thinking is so prevalent and aggressive when you have an eating disorder, but I think that's an example that a lot of you already understand, so I want to talk about something else. Learning about the law of attraction several years ago, I for a long time thought I had to get up every day, meditate, write a gratitude list, and do all these other things. I was grateful for all these things in my life, but when I had to sit down and write them out every morning at 7 a.m., it was hard to find the motivation sometimes, and it was also hard to find that time in the morning. That takes 15 to 20 minutes to do. The gratitude list started to be something that I skipped, and I started to feel so guilty about that. I thought nothing would ever manifest if I didn't sit down and write those 10 things before I started every single day. And when I skipped that, I often felt like the whole day was ruined. I'd have to start manifesting again tomorrow. So the next iteration of this goal was to write three things a day because I knew sitting down and writing 10 just wasn't working. And I also found that writing three things was just annoying. I just didn't want to be there sitting at my desk every morning. Sometimes that's just not how my morning went. I couldn't commit to it. It was, again, falling by the wayside. And I really thought about giving up on the whole routine everything that came before it and after it, because that part of the process wasn't resonating with me. And I wasn't doing it perfectly. And so in my mind, nothing was helping, which is such a huge lie because all of it was helping. And I struggled with that for a really long time because I know there are a lot of people out there that swear by your gratitude list in the morning. And in my mind, again, it wasn't perfect. And I was struggling with that for a really long time until I came back to the purpose of that activity. I started to ask myself, what was the intention behind setting that goal? And the intention was to embody the energy of gratitude every single day. And then I started to think about whether I was doing that or not. Was I, throughout the day, pausing and reflecting on what I was thankful for? And I realized I was doing that actually several times a day. And even though it didn't take the form of sitting down and handwriting it out, Eventually, I was able to let go of that prescriptive nature of that activity, and now I just write a gratitude list when I have the time and when it feels good to me. And it doesn't mean that I'm not actively thinking and I'm not grateful for something every single day. It just means that I'm practicing in a different way that suits me better. And sometimes I write a list, sometimes I don't, but I'm no longer subscribed to the narrative that I created, which was, if you don't write a gratitude list in the morning, then you're not grateful. Gratitude has become part of my identity now, and I'm working on strengthening that part of myself every single day. And that's what's important. If you're struggling with that, come back to the intention behind the resolution or the goal. Is there another way to achieve that? Are you seeing progress toward that goal in another way? Maybe there's some activity that you're doing that's not on your list. You just need to think about this a little bit more flexibly and not pigeonhole yourself into doing something every single day just because you've written it down at the start of the year and now you need to subscribe to that exact routine or you failed and everything's a total waste of time. It's not, friends. So please, please, please just take a step back, give yourself some grace, make those resolutions more flexible. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and please do remember to sign up to the waitlist in the show notes if you haven't already. Also, please do your girl a favor take five seconds and rate this podcast. Star ratings on Apple are at the bottom of the podcast show page, and on Spotify, they're at the top of the show page. Please also make sure to follow if you're not already so you can join us every week for more content on wellness, gratitude, spirituality. It's all on the menu every week. That's all for today, friends. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.